0: And this is Encounter with God here on Faith FM as we get back into the show, and we have another clue for our quiz. If you haven't figured out what it is yet, there is a prize available for it. What's yes, our prize? Yes, indeed.
1: Our prize is a copy of the Gifted Hands book, uh, Ben Carson. It's the edition that has the letter to the reader from his mother, Ben's mother. Very inspiring woman. I don't know which one's more inspiring. <laughs> yeah, I, I
0: didn't know about the story about his mother. So I'm inspired. <laughs> it's a cool by story, Ryan. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Most definitely.
1: Are you ready for the next clue? I am. I go, why is my headphone so oh, oh that's right. I was really enjoying that last couple of songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I turned up the sound in my in my headphones. <laughs>
0: and now I am deafening you.
1: <laughs> yeah, you are. So you okay, okay. Scream in your ear. <laughs> okay, clue number three. Who am I? I told King David that he was not the one to build a house for God to dwell in. Who was that? Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. If you know the answer, we will send you a copy of Gifted Hands by Dr. Ben Carson.
0: There you go. Well, prize coming your way if you can figure that out. So start reading the story of David and Solomon. Do your research. Find out who did all of those things.
1: Well, that was was, um – that, yeah, yeah, So go ahead. I'm about to give that away if I keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> keep talking. No, 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 no,
0: no. I need someone to laugh at this
1: one. Nuh-uh, nuh I've done it once. You've done it like a hundred times. I think that was enough for both of
0: us. Guess what happened on this day in history?
1: oh well, what?
0: Well, think of the date.
1: Uh, today is October 22. Um, oh,
0: thinking, is it your son's thinking? birthday? No. Um,
1: that's
0: the, that's the beginning of the month. Uh,
1: uh, 22nd of October. Uh, She's thinking, she's thinking, she's thinking.
0: Go back to the 18... Oh, goodness Uh. sake. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes,
1: just let me get that useless information from where I keep it in my brain, (laughs) where I remember everything that happened on any day. Okay, go back to
0: the eighteen forty, October 22, mm -mm, 22nd mm -mm. of October, I probably know the event, just not the date attached to it. 1844.
1: Oh, 1844. <laughs> yeah, 1844. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm such a drongo.
0: <laughs> it's
1: Monday morning. That's my okay. excuse.
0: No, no, there's a whole bunch of people out there that are like, <laughs> what on earth are Mon and Lyle talking about? Okay, so there's a bit of an Adventist inside um, inside story. Uh, but there, it was actually a, a major movement. It wasn't a, It wasn't a, uh, a, a Seventh-day Adventist movement. It predated the Adventist church be- that um, by a number of years because, mm. of course, we came to existence in 1863. But um, it it was certainly an event that um, led to the, in in many ways, the formation of the Adventist Church. It was what was called the Great Second Advent Awakening, and so the Great Second Advent Awakening was one of the most one of the most global uh, revivals that our world has ever seen. So you've had some big ones like the Great Reformation of the 16th century, which was restricted to Europe. Mm-hmm. You've got the uh, you know the the latter English Reformation of the Whitfields and the Wesleys, which um, you know, was which which gave birth to the modern missionary movement, um, and then you had the Great Second Advent Awakening. So, awakening. So those are pretty much your three big ones in in more recent uh, times. If you consider the sixteen hundreds, the fifteen hundreds, recent Red times. times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so those were, those those are your three big ones. The Great Second Advent Awakening was the most global of all of them. So this was something that oh, took place really? on every continent. Uh, pretty much every part of the planet. And what was unique about it was that it didn't start with an individual and spread. It actually sprung up simultaneously around the world. So you had this period between, you know, from the, from the beginning of the missionary movement, which was really the early 1800s onwards, where you had this, uh, this movement that began that was focused on the second coming of Jesus. And as a result of that, many people were studying the prophecies that related to that. Of course, the prophecies of Daniel are central to the subject of the second coming of Jesus. And there were many people who studied in particular the time prophecies because you know when it comes to the second coming, the thing that everybody wants to know is when, when is, is Jesus, Jesus coming? coming back?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, so they wanted to calculate that date. And so they found the longest time prophecy in the Bible was in Daniel 8, 14, where it says, under 2,300 days, and then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. And so there were those who assumed that the sanctuary was planet Earth. Yeah. That's a pretty big assumption, but that's what they assumed. That was kind of the general thinking at the time Mm -hmm. because, you know, um, if you look at the sanctuary in the Bible, the sanctuary in the Bible had an altar of sacrifice where the lamb was sacrificed, and of course, Jesus was sacrificed on the earth, and so therefore, the earth must be the sanctuary. And the cleansing of the sanctuary must be the cleansing of the earth when Jesus comes back, uh, cleansing by fire. And so you can sort of see how they came to the conclusion like, okay, we now know uh, we now have a time prophecy when Jesus is coming back. It was relatively easy to calculate that time prophecy. Um, and you don't really have any options as to you know alternative options as to when the date falls. They found the date fell on October twenty two, eighteen forty four, and so they said, "Oh, Jesus is coming back in eighteen you know, on October 22, 1844.
1: And that's how they went the wrong. The part that mm-hmm. they
0: missed was that there is a sanctuary in heaven. That's right, and it's the sanctuary in heaven where all kinds of exciting things take place, and the preparation for the sanctu- for the second coming of Jesus in heaven, of course, is the judgment. Uh, because you know, you can't come back and hand out rewards until you've made a, a decision as to who's saved and who's lost. That you mm-hmm. know, judgment comes before rewards, not after. And so, uh, and of course, the cleansing of the sanctuary was a service that took place in the one on Earth to symbolise the judgment. It was all about the judgment. It's the only day. It's the only. It's the only Jewish festival where they fast and pray. The rest of them, they have lots of food and um, eat well. But and- this one, they take very seriously. Yom Kippur, it's called.
1: And it ended up being quite the event this, uh, this 1844. Oh, it did. Yeah. It did. There was a lot yeah. of
0: people um, were uh, hanging around waiting for Jesus to come back mm-hmm. and a lot of people who were terribly disappointed. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's it's known in history as the great disappointment. Um, people around the world who were disappointed when Jesus didn't turn up.
1: All because of a misunderstanding, which is sad because you can imagine, you know, if he, all these people expecting Jesus to turn up. Who were just suddenly like selling off, you know, all their possessions, giving away their land and stuff, and you know, because they thought they wouldn't need it anymore.
0: Yeah, it was a little bit like the uh, the first great disappointment, which of course took place in AD thirty one, and that was when Jesus died, uh, because you know, previous to that, you had thousands of people who were welcoming Jesus, you know, as uh, when he rode into Jerusalem on the um, on 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 the on the donkey, and proclaiming him, you know, Hosanna to the Son of David, and you know, probably even. Maybe I don't know, a million people that were welcoming him, and they were all looking to Jesus to see Jesus as, you know, the Messiah who would set up a kingdom on earth and, you know, establish a Jewish empire that ruled over the whole planet and they would dominate everybody else and they were super excited about it and a couple of days later he's crucified.
1: And do you know I, I think it's imp- And not even
0: not even his closest disciples knew what was going on. Yeah.
1: And I, I think it's important to note that, you know, these people that were caught up, you know, in the I guess in the excitement of it all, but I, I really feel that if both groups of people had actually studied the scriptures a bit more closely, they wouldn't have been missed, mis, miss, you yeah. know, mistaken this thing because the Bible clearly says that no man knows the hour when Jesus would return, and I, it buckles my mind. That or in a number of places, it's not it's not just yeah. in one
0: place. It's like in six places in one in one chapter. It says yeah. that.
1: Uh, it's before it my mind that they would overlook such a clear text and then go about date setting
0: I think one of the problems was that the excitement set in before the uh someone actually pointed out some of those verses and so by the you know people were certainly pointing out those verses um and, and proclaiming this as a false movement because of what the Bible said but they were explaining it away and you know putting spin on it because they wanted Jesus to come back
1: it's it just off my mind that they could study so hard about this prophecy and then not know other parts yeah, 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 of the yeah. Bible. They get like, they
0: get all the big things wrong. Yeah. And then and then they come to the actual like, okay, the event, you know, they get all the dates right, mm-hmm. sorry. But then they come to the biggest part of it and they get it completely wrong.
1: Because with the first disappointment as well, wouldn't they have understood that Jesus wasn't there to set up some sort of earthly kingdom if they'd study
0: the scriptures? Exactly. Yeah. The difference between the first disappointment and the second one is this. In the first disappointment, they misunderstood the daily service of the sanctuary, which was the sacrifice of the lamb. And so they weren't looking for a, a Messiah who would, who would give his life as a sacrifice. They were looking for a Messiah who had set himself up as a king. <laughs> In the second disappointment, they misunderstood the yearly service of the sanctuary, you know, involving Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement, the, the cleansing of the sanctuary. And so the first one was a disappointing, uh, sorry, was a disappointment brought about misunderstanding the daily service. The second one, the yearly service. It's a fascinating parallel between the two. The same thing happening again, you know, history repeating itself.
1: And it's interesting also that even today, uh, we can still get caught up in date setting. And this is another reason why it's so important for us to have a relationship, a working relationship with Christ so that we can continue studying the Bible and continue uh, to to not be led astray. Because day-studying is still very real. Oh,
0: absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There is uh, um, constantly a date being set for the return of Jesus. I have a friend who, uh, for the last year, has been giving me a new date pretty much on a weekly basis. I think he's pretty much given up now, though. You're
2: listening to Faith
1: FM, Positively Different Radio.
0: You know, and the problem is that many of the things that we see as being signs of Jesus' return, Mm -hmm. these are signs, but they are not giving us dates.
1: That's true. And that's that's the important part
0: of it because, you know, my friend would come to me and like, oh, you know, this is happening and then this is happening and then that is happening. And I'd be like, okay, yes, they are. But these are signs. These are not dates. And uh, um, yeah. It's uh, it's just, you know, it's one of those um, things that, you know, the moment somebody sets a date for you and, um, you know, I came across somebody the other day who was asking me about, uh, you know, Revelation 17 and the n- number of popes that there would be before the second coming. And I'm thinking, you know, the moment you go down that path, you've gone down the path of date setting. yes yeah, right. You know. So why
1: <laughs> even bother? Like the Lord said you're not going to know. So why were you we trying to figure it out? Like it's…
0: It's a human thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's so. It's a human it's thing. It's so, <laughs>
1: well, what would you say to people who are listening today who might you know, be date setters or might have someone have told them that this is a particular date? Okay,
0: here's the danger of date setting. Um, God has done this before. It did not work. Um, and he did that not because he knew that it would not work, but so that he could show us that it would not work. And that was the last time he closed probation on the whole world, and that was the time of the flood. And he gave them a date. And what happens is that human beings being human beings, of course, when a date has been set, they then uh, focus on that date And it's like, yeah, I'll get ready ready the week before.
1: Procrastination.
0: Procrastination. We
1: are a world of procrastinators.
0: Sometimes my wife tells me that I have the gift of procrastination. (laughs) 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 We are. You know, it's like, yeah, 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 I'll live however I feel like I'm until the day before and then I'll get ready. And then, of course, you get hit by a bus and that day never comes. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, as it happened in the time of Noah, of course, they uh, they all stood around and watched the the animals going onto the ark and uh, neglected, ne- neglected to get on themselves mm-hmm. because they had been procrastinating so consistently for such a long time it had no effect on them.
1: Yeah, they no longer cared. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Dangerous thing. Anyway, Ephesians chapter 1, Mon, if you could take us to Ephesians chapter 1 and we are going to look at this particular passage here, which is not about procrastination, it's about predestination. Two big words meaning different things. Procrastination, putting something off. Predestination, actually an easy word to understand. Pre means beforehand. Destined, your destiny sealed beforehand. And so we're going to read about predestination here um, at this particular time. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1, and if you could read for us first. 3.
1: All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ.
0: Thank you. Okay, so before we get to predestination, we're going to talk about this concept of blessings in heavenly realms. Are you in a heavenly realm right now, Mon?
1: uh well i'm crocheting so that's pretty close <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, would, no no i are would are you gonna
0: crochet in heaven
1: I, man, I hope so well i don't know you're not gonna feel the cold so why would you need a blankie <laughs> i mean
0: <laughs> who says you're not gonna feel the cold what about or you just disappointed all the snowboarders
1: well it's a sorry snowboarders <laughs> or maybe you can snowboard and not not feel uncomfortable maybe that's no it's a better option
0: I think sometimes we assume too much.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. I'm going to be happy either which way. That's let me right. tell you that. Let me the tell Bible you The Bible does that. say
0: that the New Jerusalem has no need of the sun because God is the light of it. Ooh la, la. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, snow's kind of nice.
1: I mean, for a little bit. Yeah. For about 15 minutes. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> it's pretty. Why would God get sent rid of something that is pretty? I don't know. I, we, we will one day find out. Indeed. And snowboarding is fun. In fact, snowmobiling is the ultimate snow sport ever. I've never
1: done mobiling. I've done boarding.
0: Oh, uh, snowmobiling is the best. I'm pretty
1: keen to try it, though.
0: Yeah, it is just so much. Like, those things are so fast. They are ridiculously fast.
1: I wonder if we'll have extreme sports in the heavenly realm. Of course. Realm. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not in the heavenly realm, while even though right. I am crocheting.
0: All right. Okay. How could you have snowboarding in heaven and not having surfing? You know, all the surfers you know, are all looking forward to surfing in heaven.
1: Yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Will we have oceans big enough?
0: Well, the, you, can, you can surf on Lake Superior. Oh, okay. Yeah. you yeah. okay.
1: go. I'm sure there's a wave machine somewhere.
0: Lake surfing. It is cool. Different kind of surfing, different kind of wave. You don't have a swell. But anyway, oh, yeah. uh, what, what are we talking about? You got heavenly realm. Heavenly realms. realms. That's right. Mm-hmm. Are you, I asked whether you're in heaven. Okay, so we're kind of um, not in heavenly realms right now because we're sitting in the Faith FM studio. That's right. However, we kind of can, can be in heavenly realms because we, the Bible goes on to say, are adopted into the family of God. And as we become a family of God, we are connected to the family that is in heaven. And we can experience what it is to be a part of God's family right now. And if you've never experienced that this morning, then give it a go. It is very easy to become adopted into the family of God. You do so by asking.
2: Very simple. Asking
0: and giving yourself. Obviously, you know if you're going to be uh, uh, adopted, God is never going to force you and say, hey, guess what? I have adoption papers here. They have been signed. You are now part of my family. God doesn't work like that. Mm -mm. It is a decision that he leaves up to you. And a decision that he will never violate, but a decision that he makes available to every single person.
1: And it's a good decision to make. Yeah, absolutely. Best decision you'll ever make.
0: Yeah, most certainly. Okay, so continuing on from here, the, uh, why don't you read for us verse four?
1: Verse 4 says, even before he had made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes.
0: Thank you. So how long has God known us for?
1: Like forever because...
0: Before the world came yeah, into existence. Yeah, before
1: he the, made the world. He, he, he loved it. You. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yes, which is interesting, you know, in the context it's mind-boggling. of. Mind boggling. That's mind boggling in the context of the, uh, the ongoing discussion from, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the change of legislation in Queensland about abortion. Oh, yes. That God knew you before you were born. And, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, not to be distracted onto that one, mine goes on to say in verse five, it says, what did yours say actually say in verse five?
1: Mine says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure.
0: Thank you. So yours says he decided in advance to adopt us. Mm -hmm. Does the Bible say that he decided in advance to not adopt someone else? No. No, and it's important to read what the Bible says, not what the Bible doesn't say.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, some people will read this and they will argue that on the basis of this, basis of this, that God only chose some people, the ones that He was going to save, and those that He wasn't going to save, He didn't choose them.
1: No, He doesn't say it at all.
0: Um, anyway, if we continue on from there, we find that um, in it. Well, in mine, it says having predestined us. So it says, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Okay, so the Bible says that we are predestined. Does that mean that then there are others out there who are not predestined?
1: Well, no, because the Bible didn't say that. We sh- like, like you just said, we shouldn't read what the Bible doesn't say. And it doesn't say anything about people being split into two groups or anything like that at all.
0: Absolutely. Now we have uh, somebody who's having a crack at the quiz.
1: Oh, we do.
0: Yeah. Um and uh this one has been and I'm just going to maybe I'm going to call our producer in here for a moment just to try and get the I I want to get the correct pronunciation from this name. Um okay, so no, the producer is um um doesn't have the correct pronunciation either, but this is uh this is, this person is from Northgate in South Australia and has answered the quiz and uh and got the quiz correct is that is that so? Um, I
1: really want to hear you say their name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> na, 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 na. I can pronounce the last name. S- Sibanda. Can Nla, I, Nla, you spell Sibanda. This? Let me have a look. Yeah, that's how it's spelled like right there. Okay, you have a crack at that. Oh, um,
1: that's going to need a few extra vowels. <laughs> I'm going to guess N- Nala Nala Sibanda.
0: Yeah, that's a really nice name. I, that I, is I a like nice that. name. Yeah. Anyway... Congratulations, uh, there in Northgate, uh, South Australia, you have just won the book uh, Gifted Hands by Ben Carson, the edition that includes a letter from his mother, who, uh, and of course um, Ben Carson was raised in abject poverty, went on to become the world's greatest neurosurgeon, went on to become a presidential candidate in the United States, and um, and uh, and just an an inspiration to uh, millions, millions so, of people. Yeah,
1: we'll send you that book. But the answer, of course, thank you, Nala Nala, uh, is uh, Nathan. Yes, Nathan. The
0: Nathan. Nathan. So that's not a very uh, uncommon name. An uncommon clue, but not an uncommon. That's name. right. That's lots right. Of, lots of Nathans around. I've got quite a few uh, friends. You know, Nate. Yeah. So what we yeah say in Australia.
1: But it's good to know that someone has their Monday morning brain switched on and kicked into gear because those clues were pretty hard. So congratulations and we're yes. going to win that prize today.
0: Very well
2: done. We have a high priest up in heaven, hallelujah. our defender before the Father, in a temple made by God, not man. (laughs)
0: <laughs> just, I was trying to sneak that one in before I went on air.
1: And I pressed, <laughs> I pressed live on the microphone right as I coughed into it. And now I've got half a cough still
0: in my throat. What am I going to do with it?
1: Uh, just cough it out now while I tell the audience that today is such a good day for, to listen to the radio because we are going to be starting off probably the biggest giveaway we've ever in, done. Uh, in, the,
0: in the history of Faith, Faith FM. FM. Yeah.
1: yeah. How come you haven't coughed yet? You should be like too excited I am. You're too excited about this giveaway?
0: I am holding it in and seeing if I can croak my way through for the next uh, segment. Just,
1: just turn your head to the side and do a big cough while I do a little spiel.
0: No, no, do the spiel. I want to hear the spiel. Come on. I'm let's d- hear about d- it. D- this is this super exciting. Let's sh- tell me about sh- the spiel. Sh- it's no, not, about it's, not, it's not, not about food. It's
1: about no, sh- no, sh- food. Don't tell them. Don't tell them because we're going to tell them, food, tell them food, food, later in the show. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So You've got to stay tuned. you got to stay tuned. We're doing the biggest giveaway. We're doing it all this week. Uh, that Faith of Him has ever done before. There is an opportunity to win a prize for a hundred people, a hundred of our listeners, a hundred, a hundred of them could you be, be going home with a prize. And uh, stay tuned to find out how to do that. But yeah, let's get back into our unity study.
0: Okay, where are we up to? Unity, where, unity. The key
1: to unity. Oh, predestination.
0: We're talking about predestination. The yes. Bible says that uh, in. How to be uh, united with Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 5 having predestined us to the adoption of children. Does that mean that God did not, does it say here that God did not predestine those who are lost?
1: No, not at all. It doesn't say that. People no. read this
0: into it, whereas they read into the Bible things that the Bible doesn't say. That's right. Okay, if you want to understand predestination, the easiest way to understand predestination is by reading what Paul says about it in Romans. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. And while we're turning there, let me take a moment just to reason with you. Okay, so God is reasonable, right? So it's not wrong to reason about things. It's not wrong to use our intelligence. Okay, so what is God's character, Mon?
1: Uh, God is love.
0: God is love. That's right. And so everything must be based on the fact that God is love. Mm -hmm. All right. So on that thought right there, um, let's think about this. Let's say that God then, uh, when he creates human beings, he chooses some to be saved and he chooses some to be lost. That's awful. Okay. So then in effect, what you've got is because God creates every human being that exists, God creates some people to be saved and some people to be lost.
1: It's just playing games.
0: Now, of course, lost people, they live you know, terrible lives. Some righteous people live terrible lives as well, but nothing like as terrible because they have that connection with God mm-hmm. um, to carry them through. And so if God is in the business of creating some people to be lost, then he's in the business of creating some people to have terrible lives.
1: Which just doesn't make sense in terms of the fact that his character is love. Okay. It doesn't okay. match okay. up.
0: Okay. Then, then, of course, there's a subject of hellfire.
1: Oh yeah, that's right.
0: And the same group of people who claim that God creates some people to be saved and He creates another group of people to be lost will also argue in favor of eternal hellfire.
1: So basically, generally speaking, they'd be saying God has created God
0: creates people for the purpose of burning them for eternity.
1: He's basically creating people to torture. Yeah, that's disgusting. That's that worse of than the character. No of human, any human being on
0: earth, no human being on earth has ever, ever been that bad. Yeah, yeah. The worst of the worst of the worst.
1: Logically, it doesn't make any sense. There's no reason why that should be true, Just even from just a logic approach. It's terrible. No, it's,
0: it, Okay, so that's why I said I was going to reason with you, didn't I? You, so you logic, logic is, yeah. is, is reason. You cannot have a God who's, who has a character of love and have a, a, a predestination concept where God creates some people to be saved and some people to be lost. It just does not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, if you the, the moment that you take away freedom of choice, love ceases to exist. Freedom of choice is what creates love. That's right. So let's read our Bibles, shall we? Let's find out what does the Bible say. Uh, where were we going? Romans chapter 8, I think. Uh, let's go to verse 28. We know that all things work together for good to those that love God and those who are called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow. Let's stop there for a minute. Let's stop right there. How many people does God foreknow? In other words, how many people does God know before they are born? All of them. Every single person. Every single last one of them. All right. So before we go any further, we now know that the Bible is speaking about every person who has ever lived. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Okay. He also did predestinate. So then if God knows everybody and he predestines everybody, how many people did God predestinate? All of them. Every single person has been predestinated. For what purpose? To be conformed to the image of his son. So every single person that has ever been born, that has ever been created on this planet, their destiny outlined by Jesus Christ himself is to be made into the image of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's your destiny. That's my destiny. That's your destiny as a listener. But there's a clause. There is a clause. He won't force you.
1: That's it. You have a
0: choice. He will never force you. The moment he forces you, you cease to be a person. You become a robot. A robot does not have a choice. A person has a choice. A robot cannot love. A person can love. Choice. Freedom of choice is what creates the existence of love Love does not exist Without freedom of choice And the Bible says That God is love
1: And I've, I've made this Illustration before But the thing that Really helped me Understand um, Like demystifying This whole predestination Thing Was just thinking Of the analogy There's a guy Who walks into A jewellery store And buys an engagement ring you know, he's predestining, he's planning on proposing to his girlfriend.
0: Yes, he has a destiny in mind yeah, for his girlfriend. for
1: his girlfriend, right. But just because he has that plan in mind doesn't mean that she's automatically forced one way or another. He still has to ask her and she has a choice to say yes or no. So, I mean, in his mind, he would love to have, you know, um, you know her say yes and then have a beautiful marriage for the rest of their life together. But she still has the opportunity to say no and break up and have sorrow and heartache. And to me, God Jason, is you see that on YouTube. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> awkward. Uh, and but that's how I see. You know, God wants to propose to us. He wants to propose a beautiful relationship to us. And we that's and that's a destiny that He has in mind for us. But we still have the He gives us the the, the, the power of choice mm-hmm. to choose Him or to not choose Him. So
0: this this concept of predestination where God chooses some you know God creates some people to be saved and creates others to be lost is wiped out by the uh, world's most famous Bible verse.
1: Oh, yeah? Mm. John 3.16. Quote it for me. Uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever uh, whoa, believes whoa, 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 whoa. That who? That whosoever. Whosoever. Whosoever.
0: Yeah. Not those who are predestinated.
1: That's right. It doesn't say that whosoever is predestinated. It's whosoever believes whosoever. in him. Whosoever. Yeah.
0: You know, an open, that's that is an open word, whosoever. Whoever believes in him. Should not perish but have eternal life.
1: It's all inclusive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's go over to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Turning, 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 turning.
1: It's so funny how when we're turning our Bibles on radio, we have to make turning sounds like turning, turning, turning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, again. You yeah. can't just have silence it's on It's a radio. word picture. <laughs> it's a word picture. So 1 Timothy chapter 2.
0: Yep. And we're going to read verse 6. Force, please,
1: Mark. Verse 6 says. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 To purchase freedom for how many?
1: Uh, just a few. Nah, a few for selected everyone. ones? Yeah, for, yeah, for every everyone. single person. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Okay,
0: so if predestination where God creates some people to be saved and he chooses them and he calls them before they even are, uh, come into existence, if that kind of predestination exists, then um, he didn't give himself for everyone. He gave himself for those who were predestined. Amen. But the Bible over and over and over, in fact, you can find this theme from one end of the Bible to the other, and particularly in the, in the New Testament, the concept that you find is that Jesus gave his life for everyone. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that God is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering or patient toward us, not willing that any should perish. Okay, the key word here is the word any. Any should perish, but that all should have everlasting life. That's of course, Second uh, Peter chapter three and verse nine. And so the Bible says to you today, salvation is available to you. It is not taken from anybody. Why don't you make that choice and accept Jesus' salvation for yourself today?
3: And alone, while the dew is still on the roses, the voice I hear falling on mine ear, the Son of God discloses. And He walks with me, and He talks with me, and He tells me I am His own, and the joy that we share. As we tarry there, nobody else has ever known He speaks, and the sound of his voice All the birds hush their singing and the melody that he gave to me is in my heart Just a ringing, ring, ring, ringing, ring And he walks with me, and he talks with me And he tells me I am his own And the joy that we share As we tarry there Nobody else has ever known tells me I am his own, and the joy that we share, as we tarry there, none other has ever
0: Daniel Martin Moore with in the garden, a very uh, lively version. Yeah, of I in the that garden, right there. A
1: bounce to it.
0: Now, before we get into question of the day, Mon, we have yes! something super exciting, yes! something that has never happened on Faith so FM excited. ever in the history of Faith, Faith FM what, what, ever what? before.
1: We are giving away 100 copies of this new cookbook. It's called Nature's Superfoods, Mm -hmm. Simply Natural, Super Healthy. This is, um, I guess, what you would call a transitional cookbook. So for people who are transitioning, who maybe want to try out uh, vegetarianism for a bit or want to transition to a diet that includes more fruits and vegetables and more of nature's superfoods, uh, this is the book for you. And uh, and the contents page uh, is actually broken up into different superfoods. So, there's Asian greens, avocado, beans, beetroot, berries, broccoli, butter beans, casinos, all the way down. What what is a superfood? (laughs) So, it's uh, it's basically, um, how do I explain it? Superfoods, they're like whole whole foods Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that are packed with uh, vitamins and minerals, antioxidants, phytochemicals, uh, all that kind of good stuff. And they have like a a higher level of it than usual, I suppose. Okay. So this is all about
0: cooking with superfoods. Yeah.
1: So uh, this is – this cookbook, uh, it covers – it's from the Sanitarium Nutrition Service and their team has researched 28 superfoods. And they've created this cookbook um, about those 28 Um, and – I've been looking through this cookbook, and man, I wish I could be one of the people—one of the 100 people who are going to win this. Um, so yeah, everything. is, ah, uh, it looks so good. There's there's desserts, there's mains, there's there's a chocolate cake made with tofu. I'm so into that. Um, anyway, sorry, let me stop drooling. Into the <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> My short circuit here. But we have a very special giveaway today, and this is a, this is probably the easiest we've ever done in terms of a, a competition. Um, so you can get a copy of this. All right, the first yep. one hundred subscribers to our new YouTube channel. All
0: right, so how do they actually do they subscribe and then just send us a note on? We no, we'll or? see it. We'll see it. Okay, so, so first hundred subscribe. We're gonna, we're going to contact them.
1: Yeah, so we have 23 subscribers at the moment, and we want to see that to be 123 at the moment. Okay. So uh, if you jump on YouTube and just search for Faith FM Australia, we'll actually be the first result that pops up. So we're a channel. uh, Just in case you're a bit confused, it's the channel that has a grey... Uh, round dot uh, as a as a logo with Faith FM written in it. Positively different our slogan uh, s- logo? our <laughs> logo <slogan. laughs> our slogan slash logo our slogan a oh, new word yeah. and uh, and you can just hit subscribe now. Of course, you do need to have an account to subscribe to something, but don't stress you know, because you don't actually have to create a YouTube account directly. If you just have a Gmail account of any description, it means you automatically actually get a YouTube account in that. So if you have Gmail uh, or if you just have a YouTube account like me, uh, you can just subscribe to us. And the first 100 subscribers will get uh, a free copy of Nature's Superfoods posted to them.
0: That is super exciting. Mm -hmm. Okay, we've got a little bit of time left. We've got enough time for Q of the D? Uh,
1: Yeah, of course we have time for Q of the D. It's like the biggest time of the whole show Q of the D is actually why we have YouTube because people ask so many questions to us um, and they want to hear the answers back and so we upload a new video every day to YouTube Um, So you can go back and watch segments of the show uh, on YouTube. So that's why we have the YouTube channel. Okay, so question of the day. It's part three of the question that was asked last week. What is the abomination of a desolation?
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. So we talked about how the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet here in Matthew 24, Jesus speaks about it. When you see it stand in the holy place, Jesus said, then flee. We talked about the, 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 the literal application of this. When the Romans brought their pagan gods into the holy place, the holy place was the two-mile exclusion zone around Jerusalem where no trade took place on the Sabbath day. It was called the holy place. When the Romans came and stood in that holy place, the Christians saw it as a sign to get out. The Romans withdrew. The Christians left. The Romans came back. They destroyed the city. No Christians died in the siege of Jerusalem. So that's the literal application. Then we looked at the uh, more historical application, um, the prophetic application, where we find you've got this symbol of Antichrist standing in the place of Christ and so you've got something that you know God's church it belongs to God but when Antichrist comes in and sits there as God as himself um, you've got it there in 2 Thessalonians um, uh, chapter 2 verse 2 and 3 uh, you've got this taking place and so this becomes then a prophecy about the Antichrist what we're going to look at this evening is a very symbolic aspect of this okay so I want you to think back to the literal one in the literal one The Romans came and placed their pagan gods in a place where the Sabbath was supposed to be kept. And then they made a law. And that law was that any Sabbath keeper who entered that ground where the Sabbath was supposed to be kept... Would be killed. There was a death penalty for any Sabbath keeper who entered that particular spot. And it came to be that, you know, so many people were trying to escape, obviously, the city of Jerusalem, that Jerusalem was surrounded by crosses because they crucified every Sabbath keeper who came into that particular spot. And so this is interesting because, um, think about this, Mon. The Romans who were there in the place where the Sabbath was supposed to be kept, what day were they keeping? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. That's right. So if you were a Sunday keeper, your life would be spared. If you were a Sabbath keeper, your life would be taken. And so this then brings us down to the end of time Mm. and indicates at the end of time that the Sabbath will be a major issue at the end of time. And, of course, some people have been, you know, calling up and and asking, you know, lots of questions about, you know, say, for instance, like, well, how does this relate to the mark of the beast and all of these kind of things? Well, maybe you should send some questions in in relationship to the mark of the beast, because uh, there's some really fascinating things that you could look at there in the symbolism of a death penalty for those who go into the area where the Sabbath is supposed to be kept. But Sunday has taken the place of the Sabbath and legislation being passed to that effect, which is most interesting, particularly in the world in which we live right now, where there are lots of Sunday laws being pushed by churches right around the world.
1: Very scary stuff, but also a message of hope, I suppose. Absolutely. If you have a question, give us a call here. Our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM. is one 800 We love fielding your questions. Send them all in to us.
3: A lot of us grew up believing At any moment we could lose it all And at the
2: drop of a hat God might turn his back and move on A lot of us feel like we blew it Thinking that we're just too far gone still a hope for you now No matter what you've done You can't erase His love Nothing can change it You're not separated No matter what
3: There's never been a better time To get on honest never been a better time to get clean so come as you are run to the cross and be free
0: Stevenson there with No Matter What here on Faith FM. And we've come to the end of our show, Mon.
1: Yes, and we were totally distracted we'll talk about tomorrow's interview, which we're both Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah McDougal
0: coming on tomorrow, popular mm. blogger, uh, YouTuber. She produces viral YouTube She... Uh, um, An yeah, advocate she, for, for children child safety, and child, yeah. child safety. Um. She recently
1: went viral. Um, she made a she made a, um, a video talking about a predator that came into her church and tried to groom her children right in front of her.
0: Yeah, that's pretty bold, And eh? she
1: stood up to him and, and she made a video about it and it went viral. And uh, and we've got her uh, coming on the show tomorrow. Um, and, of course, that's
0: that's in the context of the uh, yeah, apology the that has been made yeah. to uh, – um, survivors of um, mm-hmm. you know, child sex abuse within institutions in Australia.
1: Because like we said before, you know, the Catholic Church refusing to become mandatory supporters is basically putting up a red flag over themselves and saying, do you know what? Our churches aren't safe places to bring your kids. And so we are going to be exploring a little bit uh, about churches, about safety. Yeah, of about course, Erin w- McDoodle had, th- had as this as experience
0: happen in a church that wasn't a Roman Catholic That's church. That's right. And so, uh, you know, that was actually, I think it was the Seventh-day Adventist church, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and but uh, it was interesting how that the t- to notice how the um, precautions that have been put in place actually worked this time thankfully amen so you know the good thing about this royal commission is maybe it hasn 't produced all the changes that we need, but it has produced it produced a lot of changes and that's a positive thing.
1: Anyway, on top of the 100 books cookbooks that we are already giving away today, Lyle, and the prize we've given away for the quiz, we're giving away another book today. It's just raining prizes here from Faith FM. Just be the first person to call us now on 100 sorry, 1800 Faith FM and you can get a copy of Hope a wonderful book by Russell Burrell. It's hope when the world falls apart. It's uh, it's hope, help for today and hope for tomorrow from Daniel and Revelation. Uh, it, is, it goes through the story of Daniel and uh, and explores both the books of um, his book and of course Revelation, and uh, and goes through you know some prophecies that we can uh, yeah find out more about abomination to. of desolation so, right there yeah that's it. Give us a call now and uh, we will send that to you. It's a, it's a wonderful book, quite a thick book actually. Uh, Daniel and Revelation's message of hope.
4: That were the very things that binded me Goodbye, old man You promised you had what would fill me There were the very things that robbed me Leaving my heart completely empty Goodbye, old man Goodbye, old man I hope not to see you again I don't want to be your friend The new has come With you I never did have fun Goodbye old man I thought I walked in liberty I thought your treasures would make me happy They were the very things that binded me Goodbye old man You promised you had what would fill me They were the very things that robbed me Leaving my heart completely empty Goodbye, old man, goodbye, old man, I hope not to see you again, I don't want to be your friend, goodbye, old man, the old has gone, behold, the new has come. with you I never did have fun, goodbye, old man. Reconcile to our Father now I am in Christ and in